1: Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. What a
2: goal by Townsend right in there. Houghton also making his presence felt. There's a shot! It's a goal for
3: Ireland! And Ray Houghton has made it 1-0. It's a great run by Michael Owen, and he might finish it off! Oh!
0: You
1: know
0: him better than anybody, probably. Do you back him to score quickly, yes or no? Yes. Oh,
1: he has No! Hello and welcome to Quickly, Kevin, Will He Score? It's World Cup special. I'm the World Cup's Chris Gold. Joining me the World Cup's Josh Whittaker. Hello. And the World Cup's Michael Marden. Hello. Every episode, we're looking at a different aspect of the World Cup, trying to build our dream bespoke World Cup. Last episode, we had memorabilia. This week, we're looking at
2: adverts. It is a good one. Don't turn off. There (laughs) are some good adverts. I do like this one. And clips is always fun. Always fun. But before that, do you want some correspondence? Let's do it.
1: I'm Jim Rosenthal, and this is the electronic post bag.
0: You've got mail.
2: Okay. This is great. From the fantasy football chaps I don't know what that means but that's what their email address is and how they've signed it hi chaps um I appreciate this is a week late however in honor of the classic 1998 BBC World Cup opening credits I have to raise this I didn't know if you're aware I don't think anyone is the S Club 7 took the Gabriel for Pavan Op 50 which is the BBC music and used it as their intro to the classic song, Natural, single version, from their vintage album, Seven. One can only assume that, like me, S Club Seven loved the BBC's 1998 opening credits so much, they had to include it in their song. Please, S not get into the details of how I know this, only that it was a pleasant surprise when I stumbled across it. Wow. Isn't that astonishing? That's insane. So, S Club Seven have sampled the classical music that is used on the BBC's 1998
1: oh is it a big piece of music the the one that
2: do 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 you know the one yeah is that i don't i'd never heard it before but then yeah. i'm i'm not moving in those circles <laughs> uh what was the name of the song uh natural should we have a listen yep. yeah wow Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> but they've upped the tempo
1: I you know what? I like it's it,
2: I, I'm on board
1: Every song in the 90s sounded like that every song in the 90s just like one that. bass player going around laying Bob. some licks for
3: everyone <laughs> wow that's weird isn't
1: it what so, year did that song come out
3: uh so it was released in 2000 years later
2: Meh. wow and that was released as a single yeah such a weird thing to use yeah i kind of wish they'd used the itv john michelle jar <laughs> one instead Um, do you want another piece of correspondence yes please I really love these things where it's just turning up stuff that we just didn't know existed do you want one on Bobby Gould (laughs) always yes Alex Davis Uh, I just wanted to share with you a small anecdote involving quickly Kevin regular Bobby Gould from my teenage years which in truth has a rather grisly theme it was 2005 and I was making my tentative steps into senior cricket playing for my Cubs third team we ventured off to play Porter's Heads equivalent anyone who's played at that level will often find it as a mixture of young upstarts climbing the ranks and a myriad of more seasoned players heading in the opposite direction. And indeed, that is what greeted us. There was a ripple of excitement among some of our older members as they realised that warming up in front of us was none other than Bobby Gould. (laughs) Being 16, I was aware of who he was, but my knowledge of his career and shirt designing skills was a little patchy at the time. Anyway, we batted first, and to use the cricketing parlance, soon discovered the pitch could be best described as a complete minefield. Three of our batsmen took balls flush on the helmet that all pitched on a good length it was apparent that it wasn't going to be the safest day for cricket inevitably we were soon dismissed and made our return to the field in a move befitting of the man Bobby of course strode out to open the batting and retrospectively and somewhat regrettably with nothing but a hint of a perm to protect his skull after negotiating a few tricky overs our young opening bowler managed to locate the part of the pitch that had delivered the earlier blows to our team and the ball reared up towards Bobby's face in his efforts to protect himself Bobby instinctively tried to pull the ball. However, in doing so, he only managed to top edge it directly into his mouth. Oh, <laughs> oh! To his credit, he took it like a champ. As we gathered round, he turned over onto his knees and proceeded to spit out no less than four of his teeth.
1: Oh Deep my hell. God!
2: And proceeded to use his, the trousers of our nearest fielder to wipe the blood from his face. An ardent Bristol Rovers fan who debated not washing them and framing them for some time. <laughs> Bobby proceeded to gather his teeth and somewhat groggily wobble off to the hospital not to be seen again. It wasn't until 18 months later when I was sat listening to an overseas trip for England on Test Match Special at uni when they announced their lunchtime guest was the man himself. He proceeded to recount the tale on live radio revealing that his wife refused to let him play again without a helmet that the dental recovery work could cost him well into five figures. <laughs> no way! Isn't that amazing? Somehow. That Alex makes, Davis. That makes me like Bobby Gould more. I couldn't like Bobby Gould more anyway. <laughs> but isn't that an astonishing thing that it's Bobby smashing. Gould is playing Sunday League cricket? Opening the batting without a helmet. <laughs> yeah. Obviously, he's going to be a natural sportsman. Yeah. Like those people always are. But that's astonishing, isn't it? Yeah, it reminds
3: me, um, obviously, famously, Bobby Gould designed the Wales kit when he's in charge. Mm. and We had a bit of chat on one of the earlier episodes about what Peter Shilton's goalkeeper kit would look like if he had designed his own kit. Yeah. And someone has tweeted us, Peter Shilton did genuinely in the eighties no d- design no way
2: his own what? goalkeeper
3: shirt, right? All right. Let's no. try and uh, guess. What for Derby? Uh it doesn't say who it's for, he's just sent a picture in. Josh, uh, guess what well, guess what it looks like first. I haven't seen it. So so grey. Campos, South American, yeah. lots of flair. Yeah, yeah. His goalkeeper shirt reflects yeah, his yeah. probably his personality and the culture of his country. Yeah. yeah. So bearing that in mind.
2: Peter Shores is a Peter Shores. Shores. cup of tea and a bulldog. Peter's
1: <laughs> <It's, laughs> goalkeeper we- top. It's going to be like a chessboard. It'll be like black and white squares.
2: Black and white squares. I think it. Well, I remember him being in a zigzaggy thing. I think it's going to be zigzaggy. Okay. Both of you have
3: gone for quite adventurous designs, oh, I think. Man. Oh, really? This.
2: this Is this a real less is more element?
3: This is a less is more element. This is Peter Shilton's personally designed goalkeeper top. What? <laughs> what? It, it's a plain white jumper, <laughs> roll neck jumper. With a sort of, you know how people have. That can't be true, can I have a look? And a, with a blue logo with the initials PS in, in yellow. Oh my god, it's PS above the Admiral logo. Yeah. What? what we'll, we'll, we'll retweet it this it can't be true if anybody knows any more about this story I'd love wow. to hear about it what is that it? is one
2: of the most it's a white roll neck with what looks like a bit of felt with PS and the Admiral logo yeah you know that kind but of the, felt you get in primary school the story. PS has got a little circle above it like the Admiral logo has above the lines you know that felt you'd get in primary
3: school that you could kind of cut into shapes and then glue with PVC glue? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, it it's like, like he's that. not just designed his own kit, but he's made it. I think he's made, yeah, I think he's definitely made that. Is that a kit or is this like leisure wear?
1: young girl kid was wearing a turtle, like a roll
2: neck. Yeah. It's a <laughs> issue on casual I think range. he might wear that if he went on Wogan.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Graham says Hitler's Quickly Kevin shirts are available.
2: Yeah, <laughs> okay. Or if you've got any more correspondence, this is how to get in touch.
1: Get in touch with the show. Email hello at quicklykevin.com. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at quicklykevin. And sign up to the mailing list at quicklykevin.com.
2: Right, what are we talking about this week? Our three favourite adverts, World Cup adverts. Michael, I think you've chosen the most distinctive. Shall we go to you last then? Yes. Okay. Chris, what would you like to start with?
1: So, this week we're discussing adverts. The advert I have brought in to discuss as my selection the classic John Barnes, LucasAid Sport, 1990 ish. Dark, humid, blue dressing room. John Barnes is leaning against the wall inexplicably. There's not many other people. In my mind, he's topless. He's topless. It's sweaty. And he's seriously dehydrated. Should
2: we, <laughs> Should we cut to the advert? I vividly remember, you know like you don't think that advertising really works, but like it will seep in. I vividly remember literally seeing this advert and saying I want to yeah, try LucasAid. Yeah. yeah, I remember
1: like this summer that this advert came out, I was just drinking this stuff non-stop.
2: I loved it. But, well, I love John Barnes, so yeah. there was only one. I, I went through a
1: long period of my life whenever I was hungover of drinking LucasAid Sport. I I trace that back to this advert, but let's cut to it.
2: Here it is, John Barton. I've not seen this in years, and I imagine it's gonna really send me back. After 90 minutes of share help, you're gonna get thirsty. Great (sighs) Yeah. This is isotonic leukosate sport. It gets to your thirst fast. Isotonic means it's in balance with your body fluids. Is that what isotonic means? He volleys it into well, the bin at the well, end. It's a brilliant advert. Can mis- I just give my main observation for that advert? He walks in in an England kit, having played a game. The England World Cup night kit, so we presume he's just played an international. Yeah. And then in the dressing room, he goes over to a vending machine. <laughs> <laughs> That's not how it works, is it? <laughs> after, after England lost to Germany, it was like someone going having to go up to Chris Waddling and go, Chris, you haven't got change for a quid, have you? <laughs>
1: That's are parched in <laughs> not
3: got are quit. Brian Robson Banging angrily on the machine Because his, <laughs> his cans got stuck <laughs> Some lucky bugger's going to get Two for one yeah. afterwards Also this Not
1: sport, your day Is it psycho <laughs> um, Something to really enjoy About that advert as well Is that he's come in From the game And you, he's clearly Pretending to be tired Yeah
3: He's like God, After a hard game After the <laughs> yeah. madness sheer hell <laughs> he's got that really great, like, fake movie sweat where they spray yeah, it on, yeah. Like a little can. He looks stuff. good in it. He's glistening. Yeah, yeah.
1: The line he delivers: uh, it, "It's isotonic, which means it's in with your body's fluids." Like, <laughs> science. And then, it, <laughs> <laughs> and then it cuts the like, he's superimposed like molecules going into his lungs or something. Yeah. Right, right. <laughs> uh, and then, interesting, the adverts ends with John Burns throwing the can quite a distance. That they're
2: inexplicably kicking it. Yeah. Is he throwing it oh, and chasing right. it
1: and kicking it?
2: And then he kicks it <laughs> and into kicks a, it into the bin. Into the bin that's totally empty. Not even got a bin bag in it. He <laughs> just lands perfectly in an empty bin. I mean obviously it's an advert. It's not meant to be realistic, but <laughs> uh, uh, there's on. a lot of there's a lot of issues. Um, and the other thing I
1: love about that advert as well is John is walking into the England dressing room with allegedly some other England players, but they've just they've obscured all their faces, like yeah. one takes their shelf, you never actually see any well, of their Imagine region.
2: if they'd had to get the England team in as extras. <laughs> <laughs> Could you all come because we do want to make this feel realistic.
1: Do you think they went to John Barnes first? Do you think anyone yeah, said that? Yeah, I no? think they
2: did. I think they did go to John Barnes first. Because I think the only person you'd go to before that would be Paul Gascoigne or Gary Lineker. Yeah
1: and everyone knows gas is not drinking <laughs> 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 what, <I
2: figure>. okay <laughs> who's next do you want mine yes so oh, I don't think you're going to remember this but I just thought I'd go with the one that I most remembered I don't know why I remember this so vividly but I do know that it was on during Italian 90 it's basically an advert for national power right where Peter Purvis the former Be- Blue Peter presenter yeah walks into Wembley and just tells you a bit about how much of your electricity comes from national power. I don't know why it stuck with me. It's absolutely tedious. I have no memory of But it I've got ever. to choose it as my advert because it is the one that stands out for me the most. I watched this today and I was like, I don't understand what I'm meant to be buying from this <laughs> advert. I remember A Phoenix from the Flames with Roger Miller uh, where Skinner and Badil, I can't remember why, but they got him. It was like you were the face of the 1990 World Cup or was Peter Purvis, because he did this advert. Right. And they got Roger Miller to act out this advert, (laughs) dressed up as Peter Purvis. And just the thought of what Roger Miller must have thought was going on (laughs) is just madness. But this is an advert that stuck with me hugely.
0: Have you ever wondered just who is responsible for generating electricity for England and Wales? No. Where does the power that's working your TV right now actually come from? Well, last year, if you added together all the electricity from everyone else's power stations, it would come to this much, about 56% of the total we need. So where, you may wonder, did all the rest come from? Let me enlighten you. It came from the power stations of National Power, the biggest single generator of electricity in Britain.
1: What is that? (laughs) That question as well. Have you ever wondered where your electricity comes from? (laughs)
0: Oh, no. <laughs> absolutely not. Oh,
2: I couldn't care f- less. I not give a fuck. <laughs> I want to know whether that was a big advert for anyone else. If you could write in. Yeah. Because I don't know why that stuck with me, because it's such a beige advert. But I, it fascinates me that that has got a bit of my mind. Yeah. I realise it's not going to win, it's going to get like 1%, but oh. I don't care, because... I want to put that back in the National Consciousness. <laughs> that was such a big part of my childhood, and I don't know why. Michael.
3: So, I have chosen what I believe is not only the greatest World Cup out of the 90s, it's not only the greatest football out of all time, I think it's the single greatest advert in the history of adverts. And that is the famous Airport 98 Nike advert oh, yeah, from right. the France 98 World Cup.
2: Peter Purvis, in it?
0: Por causa das condições do tempo, o voo 409 para Paris está atrasado.
2: What a
1: great such
3: advert Such a great advert I remember exactly where I was When I saw the advert for the
2: first time Where were you? Like we? it had
3: such an impact I was in a pub on the Isle of Wight
2: Filming at Wembley overnight yeah. <laughs>
3: like the whole pub just went silent I think people applauded afterwards it was such a huge that didn't happen that is a
1: it false was, memory it was,
2: <laughs> it's definitely a false memory we were
1: high
3: fiving tops were off grown men were crying
2: <laughs> it really sums up I, that feels like a bit of a watershed moment
3: interestingly so there's a really good article about that and the making of that on um, 442 if you want to sort of do a mm. long, long read on it but it was made by Widen and Kennedy who are like an advertising agency based in uh, Portland Oregon but they made um, do you remember the Ronaldinho advert where he gets that pair of boots mm. he's on the training pitch someone hands him a pair of boots in his briefcase and he gets the ball out and he starts hitting the ball off the crossbar drops back to him shoots again hits off the crossbar they made that they did all the famous um, Spike Lee and Michael Jordan adverts so they're like big heavy hitters but they were brought on board because Adidas were the official sponsors of the France 98 World Cup but that Adver had such an impact on the consciousness that people genuinely thought nike were the sponsor the official sponsor oh, of the really? world cup over adidas it was such a massive game changer but it was directed by john woo hollywood director oh, wow. john woo who was fresh off of um face off with Nicolas cage and john travolta oh, wow. and they brought him in to direct that and he it was filmed all over the world basically because a lot of those players were playing for foreign clubs And they had to go and pick up, like, shots on, like, odd days with all these people. Oh, right, so
2: they're obviously not together. Wow. They they had,
3: like, a day or two in Brazil over Christmas, and apparently the temperature was so hot that, like, the cameras were melting on the tarmac outside. And then they had to go and pick off these other players at different points because they just weren't all in the same place
2: at any one time. Wow. So it was a
3: huge, like, logistical thing.
2: It was a massive deal. You'd think they would have all been in the same place when Brazil were playing. (laughs) Um, and a, a
1: cameo from Cantona. Yeah. The
2: yeah. Well, they tried to get Maradona originally, apparently,
3: but then they were like, the Association of Argentina and Brazil is probably not the best one, so they ended up with Cantonar But the interesting story in that 442 article is that that wasn't the first song that they used. Like They had gone through like hundreds of different options to try and find it. Oh, really? It. And one of the ones they had was um, Song 2 by Blur, oh, wow. which doesn't feel like it doesn't would work on right any at level. All. But apparently they were really close to going with song too oh, it was wow. only at the last minute that that Sergio Mendes track came in and once that clicked then it was a wow. sort of complete wow. cultural game changer it's a
2: really good advert it does play into something I find really annoying which is the kind of myth of Brazil yeah
1: but they've got some superstars in that to that 98 team Isn't they have Nils- got-
2: Nilsson, Roberto Carlos Nilsson Nilsson now? rubbish
1: yeah. <laughs> good on champ man
2: yeah um, they've never in any way excited me Brazil and I hate this kind of Thing where we all are supposedly have them as our second team yeah well we simply don't but is that do you think there's obviously a sort of it's because I'm too young for to remember clothes they... element to it
3: like where where you're conditioned at a young age by that Brazil 70 team and the sort of legend of Pelé so by the time you're old enough to form what is supposedly your also, own yeah, opinion yeah that 82
2: team people loved yeah. Well. and um, if I was older maybe I'd have gone wow Brazil is just this amazing kind of laid back brilliant footballing nation yeah but they won the nineteen ninety four World Cup with a dreary team. Yeah. And then they weren't that great in ninety eight, but they got to the final like they, they I've never seen a Brazil team that's destroyed they won it in two thousand two, did they? Yeah. But they weren't that good then. I I find the myth of Brazil annoying. It's a bit like Manchester United, but in an international level. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um before we before we close, I can't believe none of you none of us have selected this, this one. I refer, of course to the post-Euro 96 Pizza Hut advert <laughs> with I mean, Mr. Gareth Southgate. Yeah. Not, not to Wearing. be a pedant,
3: this is a World Cup special and not a Euro special. Oh, what there is you go. It, however... It oh, is worth it. While
1: we're, while we're here. <laughs> Miss! Miss! Pizza Hut Pan Pizzas! Unless I'm mistaken. <coughs> mm. Thank you, Miss! Come on, Gareth. It only took me six years to get over it. Have some Pan Pizza. Pan pizza from Pizza Hut. A light, fluffy base with a crispy crust smothered with generous toppings. Thanks a lot, boys. I feel much better now.
2: Ooh, this time is it the post. Pizza Hut pan pizza. <laughs> it always hits the spot. People had a go at them for doing that. <laughs> now, obviously it's shit. Yeah. But I, they were like, oh, I can't believe they're profiting from this thing. And it's like, oh, grow up. Have a sense cent- <laughs> of... Do you know what I mean? Like, that's a horrible thing to go through, and they're trying to make light of it, and they're getting paid for it. Who cares? You say that, though. Had Henderson... I wouldn't give a shit. That, like that a... happened. I didn't care. Because was... I don't I don't believe that Jordan Henderson, when he missed the penalty against Columbia, in the back of his mind, was thinking he was going to get an advert out. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, Gareth Southgate, if he could choose wouldn't have missed that penalty, even though he got a Pizza Hut deal out of it. Of course. Uh, You could also go, so that made Gareth South get more famous by missing that. So should he not be taking any more higher-paid boots deals because of that? Because he's profiting (laughs) from the fame brought by missing that penalty. Is there
3: an argument that had he scored that penalty, he wouldn't now be current England manager?
2: There is. there, There maybe is an argument. Other thing to say about that advert...
1: How good Stuart Pearce is in it? He's acting. He's brilliant. Yeah, he is good. He's really good.
3: It is a classic advert.
1: Um, so those did are the David adverts. Batty do a Dead Pete's Hut advert? I don't think so. I no. would be amazed. I, I would be
3: very. I would be amazed. B. If he
2: had, someone would have emailed. Yeah, right we now. would have discussed it at length. Should we end with a quiz? So I've, I've taken over quiz duty so that Michael can enjoy them. Uh, we are going to play a game which. Is like, play cards right, higher or lower. I've got the England squad here. They're listed in order of position, not number. Right. I'll read out a player and their number. I'll then read out the next player, and you have to say whether their, their squad number their is squad higher number. or lower. Okay. The first person to get it wrong is eliminated. Okay. Dave Bessant 22, is your first card, Michael. Okay. Higher or lower? Is Peter Shilton higher or lower than Dave Besson, 22? He's obviously lower. Correct. One. Chris Woods, is he higher or lower than Peter Shilton's one? Higher. Correct. 13. Terry Butcher, higher or lower than Chris Woods' 13? Oh. Unless he's
3: unless he's got a rogue number, I'm going to say lower.
2: Correct. Number six. Tony DiRigo, higher or lower than Terry Butcher's six?
1: Oh. See, he's not first choice now, is he? So, I'm going to... I'm going to go higher
2: 15 correct oh, lovely Paul Parker higher or lower than oh, Tony Dorigos fifteen? 15 <laughs> uh, I'm going to
3: hope even if he's not first choice that he is still lower you
2: hoped right 12 yeah that's what I thought Stuart Pearce higher or lower than Paul Parker's 12 lower correct 3 Gary Stevens higher or lower than Stuart Pearce's 3
3: Back. <laughs> yeah. I bet if Butcher was six he could have been four I am going to say that he was lower
2: number two correct. yes <laughs> higher or lower than Gary Stevens two Des Walker higher yes five Mark Wright higher or lower than Des Walker's five so he must be four I'm going to say lower Fourteen. Oh! great game that I really Lovely enjoyed one. that do you, want the, do you want the rest no right <laughs> what's your song for the song it's been such a wonderful summer
1: and I feel like England the England football team has brought hope back to the nation and therefore I'd like to end with uh, God Save the Queen <laughs> amazing <laughs> We'll be back soon with another episode. I think next time we're looking at Defenders. Until then, goodbye. Bye.
3: Bye. Bye.